Peppers. What makes them spicy? And we're talking dresses. What color is it? Let's, Let's learn, learn a thing or two. two. Oh my goodness. Welcome to the um the official two top podcast. podcast. Yeah. Here um, we are. I'm your host, Thomas Lance, and this is my co-host, Matt, Matt Berg. Berg. How's it going? I guess we're both hosts. It's and weird co-hosts. when you say co-host because that makes us both co-hosts, but you're a host and I'm a host. The other host. Hosts in, I'm your host and I'm your other host. That's host like a classic. In <laughs> we've uh, we moved up in the world. We've decided to move to the Aether instead. They gave us a nice table in here, and um, they brought us all the equipment we needed. Yeah, it's um it's lonely out in the white void, but in here we there's can show nothing behind us. It goes we, on and on and on. <laughs> nothing that way, and nothing that way. But we'll have some lovely things to demonstrate with this. Yeah, yeah, some exciting things. But Matt, I'd like to talk about food. In this morning. I'm hungry. I enjoy food. (laughs) Yeah. And I just want to talk about spicy food. Oh, okay. I love spicy food. Are you a huge fan of spicy food or are you like, I can handle it? I can handle it, but like, I'll, if there's a spicy option, I'll go for it. Because, you know, a little bit of seasoning goes a long way. No, that's true. That is true. I know that. (laughs) But, you know, why are things spicy in the first place? You know, like, what makes them spicy? And, the first thing I think of is peppers. Peppers are spicy. Yeah. So let's go, let's go dive into why. that. So scientists actually believe that peppers were spicy in order to deter animals from eating them. Like like poisonous foods are kind of yeah. bad tasting. But the thing is that doesn't make too much sense. Because the whole point of fruit on a plant is for their seeds to be spread because of animals eating them. Mm-hmm. So why would the pepper be so spicy to deter mammals? Well, it's actually... They want to naturally select which animals distribute their seeds. Does that mean it's specific distribution? Like certain animals that can tolerate the spice are tougher, so they'll go to like tougher places. That's and the what peppers will survive in these tough, extreme environments. So peppers, they want to be spread by birds. Because, okay. And yeah. birds don't have heat receptors. They don't. No. So that's why but they're they have able tons, to handle but the. They can handle it. Yeah, that's why wow. they're able to handle the um, the taste. Don't challenge a bird to a hot wing eating competition. Is that what we just learned? Yeah, that's also uh, <laughs> some bird cannibalism, but we'll get into that on another day. What? Oh. You can't have a bird eat chicken wings. Oh my gosh. I didn't even think of it that way. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're not chickens, but they're birds. They're eating their own kind. Yeah, but peppers are odd. And studies have also shown that spiciness of a pepper is directly related to how much rainfall is in an area. So there's a lot of things that factor into the spiciness level of the pepper. And spiciness is also considered a protective barrier that prevents fungus and insects from eating plants. And because of this, the pepper becomes more spicy the more mature it becomes in order to further protect the seeds because they become more valuable. So you're telling me that fungus and insects have heat receptors in a way. Well, it's actually, it's just so potent that they, the insects can't. So it affects them too. Yeah. Maybe not in the, in the way we're affected, but it affects them also. It's yeah, it's like a natural pes- uh, pesticide, a spicy pesticide. Oh, That's yeah. what we're eating. Spicy pesticides. But you know what? It's nature. All that spice is made out of capsaicin and stuff, but hold up. What is capsaicin? I don't know. 
Capsaicin. I heard that term. Well, capsaicin is a chemical compound. It's pretty wild. Mm-hmm. So that's what brings the heat, that chemical compound, that nonpolar chemical compound. But the thing is, it's not actually hot. Like, it's room temperature. It could be frozen and still be hot. Like, that's, it's not hot, but it's hot at the same time. Because if you were to touch it with your hands, yeah, it wouldn't feel warm. It's no, just no, a chemical. No. But what happens is... When it reacts, right? Not even. It reacts to something in your body called TRPV1 receptors, which detect heat from like boiling water, acidic foods, bitter spices. Okay, so when we say hot, it's not... When we say hot, it actually means hot. Yeah. Right? Not just spicy does, isn't referred to as hot. Hot is actually a sense that you're receiving. Like a boiling pot is the same hot that spice gives us. Yeah, like when you, That's interesting. When you drink wow. hot water or something, their receptors analyze that heat. And the thing is, these capsaicin particles, they attach to these receptors, causing your brain to think, I'm eating something hot. Yeah. Now, you know... Capsaicin, they attach to the receptors, making your brain think you're eating something hot. And the more capsaicin there is, the hotter it gets. But how do we measure how hot something that was, is? I want to know this because uh, I watch a, a YouTube channel called Hot Ones. Hot Ones. Well, Great show. They have the Scoville. That is correct, rating. Matt. We're going to talk about the Scoville scale. I don't know what it bit. means. Tell me about it. <laughs> so it was created by Mr. Scoville. And doing okay. research, I discovered that it would be easier to just like give examples of things on the Scoville scale than try to determine the whole process because it's like a lengthy scientific thing of this and this. There's numbers. I'm sure it's a bunch yeah. of different categories that have to qualify. So we're just going to talk. What's low? on the, Or are you going to start high? Well, in our lovely array here. Oh, yeah. This guy right here. We have, um, <laughs> we have bell peppers at zero. They're sweet peppers. They have no like capsaicin. They're no, no scope. No capsaicin them. at all. No. So they're not okay. spicy. Yeah, yeah. Um, we'll move up to their uh, palabino, palambo, 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 pal, p, pa, spell it, p o l a n o. They're green. P o l o, poblano, poblano, poblano peppers. Claro. They're between a thousand and four thousand. Okay, so we're going from zero to a thousand and four thousand. So it's yeah. a pretty high number of values, right? Uh, one that you can understand: jalapeno. Yeah. Okay. That's a uh, five thousand to eight thousand. Okay. Yeah. Uh, a Fresno pepper is thirty-five thousand to ten thousand. We're moving up. Cayenne pepper, thirty thousand to fifty thousand. That's five. That's six times hotter than a jalapeno. Yeah. Yeah, we're jumping up pretty rapidly, and you can see that in the hot ones when they go up. We hit habanero now, 350 to half a million scovels. That's about uh, like 100 times higher than a jalapeno. Yeah. And then we hit the hottest pepper in the world, which is the Carolina Reaper, which comes in at 2 million. 2 million? So That's the amount of, um, I'm sorry, what is the chemical? That's the amount of like, well, that's the... That's um, the Scoville rating. The Scoville rating, which is how hot... Because and that reflects that amount of um, capsaicin. Capsaicin also. So it's like the, the percentage ca- of capsaicin in the pepper. And I'm sure there's a couple other factors that really well add up to it, right? Just for fun, pepper spray 
yeah. is up there with Carolina Reaper of two million up to five million, depending on its strength. And they actually, if I'm right, they actually use actual pepper concentrates, right? Yeah. In those sprays, yeah. Now the thing is, it's crazy. This is all like coming from a pepper coming from a, a spray, but if you were to have pure capsaicin, fifteen million scovels. Fifteen million. Okay, so which is capsaicin spicy by itself to a certain level. It's just how much there is. When it's just pure and you have a lot of it, it's gonna be like when you have it in a kill you? when you have it in a pepper, it's not a pure concept. No, because there's water and there's there's, and there's water, other there's things, other yeah. things, there's compounds within it. But pure capsaicin is gonna knock you down. Yeah, maybe I bet it would down kill you. Pre- pretty bad and ruin some stuff inside you. It'd, it'd burn your skin off or something. You know, people say that like, ah, oh, my my insides are on fire. Literally, I think it would set your insides on fire. And you know what? When we have our insides on fire, how are we gonna fix this problem? How do we fix how we feel? Oh, this is a great this is a great segment here. Well, milk is your go-to option. But let me explain from a scientific level why you should be grabbing the milk and not the water. Tell me. Well, it goes down to a chemical level. Capsaicin is considered a non-polar molecule, meaning that it's willing to connect to other things. Mm-hmm. The thing is, water, it's stable. It's a polar molecule. So it's like mixing water with oil. It doesn't mix. So what happens when you drink water is you're just mixing the capsaicin around your In mouth. In your mouth, yeah. Okay, which is making it worse. Yeah. Milk, on the other hand, is a is a polar. Yeah, milk mi- is a non-polar makeup. So when the capsaicin and the milk come together, they actually it mixes it. Yeah, they absorb one another, and then and they can down. be cleared. Yeah, still spice in your tummy, but better than spice better in your than mouth spice in your, in your gums. That's why dairy products are a go-to, like nuts, like water-based stuff. Yeah, you really want to get something that can mix in. Like ranch is also good. Mm-hmm. The dressing is this cream based dairy. I was gonna say the episode of Hot Ones with Jack Black and um, the, the, tenacious. And the Tenacious D episode. Jack came to the table and he was like, Okay, I got a um, he got this drink from like a cafe. It was basically a cream based like coffee drink, but it, it just had sugar in it lots of sugar. And he was like, This is the ideal fighter of the spice. He's like, Sugar and dairy do the job. And that was like the first time someone did that, and it, and it seemed to be working, I guess. But yeah. they were going when when spice is that hot, you can't really think straight. So no. they were kind of going between water and that and regular milk. And it, it messes with your head. It's it does. It's yeah. your body just kind of shuts down in a defensive reaction. Yeah, it's like that the mucus is just trying to get it out of your system and stuff, and you're and you're crying. And I feel I feel like this is the moment that then I bust out two habaneros and we eat them live on camera. On camera, you know what the funny thing is. I, I love Hot Ones. is one of my favorite shows. I love the interviews. The questions are great. It got me into eating spicy food. So now when I make meals on my own, I always have sriracha. I always put it in there. That's a chili sauce. So like a chili pepper is in there. It's not that hot. I used to think it was super hot. I couldn't well, handle heat. you know but... why you thought it was super hot? It is, since it's a compound, it's something that you're eating. It's like similar to the cold, like you gain resistance. Uh, you've actually become more tolerant to hot foods the more you have there was a study done with rats that like some were given hot stuff others were given normal food and the ones after the whole test they were offered both normal and hot and the hot ones stuck with the hot because they're used to it it's not like over time your body gets more accumulated to the heat yeah i mean up to an extent once you're hitting the high stuff it's well good luck to you yeah 
But that's what I got on the lovely pepper and the heat. The heat. Bring in the Scoville heat. level and the chemical substance of, of capsaicin. Capsaicin. It will kill you. Well, Matt, let's move on to part two. What do you have for us on this? You said don't tutorial? believe your taste buds. The 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 chilies are spicy. Everything, the pepper, it'll kill you. You know? You can't tell in the moment when you're having the spice. What about your eyes, Thomas? Do you trust your eyes? Trust them most of the time. I'm about to hit you with something you've definitely seen before. Highly controversial topic. Oh. We're, we're going to put it up right here. Yes, the blue dress. Well. The, white, the black and blue or the white and gold, right? That's correct. First it's off. referred to as the dress. It's an actual art piece, could you call it? No, I would say it's a bunch of people getting angry about something that's not worth the time well first off go ahead it's black and blue yeah that's what i was gonna i was gonna get into it 2000 february 26 2015 i'll get i'll get into a little more history about it this image was released and people heavily debated is it black and blue is it white and gold so before we get into it like you said it's an actual color combination of black and blue royal blue and and black you know black and blue that's it yeah you can't you can't fight that because that's what it what actually is. What it is. So the thing is, this is a perfect example of something split so perfectly with everything, the lighting, the image quality that it can be perceived both ways based on the person watching it. Basically looking at it because there's there's two different ways it can be looked at. Yeah. And some people can see both. I don't know. The the fans I've might never see been able to see the other one. So, um, the company that actually makes this dress confirmed it's, it's a black and blue dress. And they actually, as a charity campaign, they released a white and gold one. So, a white and gold dress version does exist. Okay. So, this is a little history on the dress. So, there was a wedding in um, Scotland, in Co- Collinsay, Scotland. Um, two people were getting married. And the mother of the bride actually was going to wear this dress to the wedding. So she sent a picture to her daughter, and her daughter was like, no, you can't wear that because it's the wrong color. And she said, what are you talking about? It's, it's black and blue. So she posted it on Facebook for her friends to take a look at, and her friends were like, no, it's, it's white and gold. No, it's black and blue. And they're like, this doesn't make any sense. No. So for a week, the debate became well-known in this um, small town of Colonsay in, in Scotland. It's a small little island. And then on the day of the wedding, the, the mother wore the dress, and there was a band performing there. And Caitlin McNeil, a friend of the bride, was in the band, and she got into a strong argument with her bandmates about what color this dress was. I mean, if you're seeing it in person, you know what color it is. So, she, yeah, you think you would know, but some people are so set on like, no, it's it's white and gold. And, th- and keep in mind, this is in person. This isn't just that grainy image that we all know. Right. So it was, it was that color combo in certain lighting is just like the perfect, and the stripes and everything. Yeah. It's just the perfect, you know, it gets our brains to think in a certain way. So a few days later, she put it online on, on Tumblr, and it, and it blew up like crazy. Um, so the grainy image captured doesn't help an accurate representation of the actual color combination. So this phenomenon led people um, to clearly see a deviation in how people perceive color. So I'm going to list some celebrities here that weighed in on it. And you're, 
I don't I'll, know if I'll, you I'll, can pick out I'll, a trend in who thinks what. So Taylor Swift thought it was blue and black. Jaden Smith, Frankie Muniz, Demi Lovato, Mindy Kaling, and Justin Bieber, they all agreed that the dress was blue and black. Okay, cool. While Anna Kendrick, BJ Novak, Katy Perry, Julianne Moore, and Sarah Hyland saw it as white and gold. Kim Kardashian tweeted that she saw it as white and gold, whereas Kanye West, her husband, saw it as blue and black. I knew Kanye would be on my side. <laughs> of course. <laughs> so in a test um, later conducted by, by scientists, um, 1,400 respondents found that fi- um, the 57% saw the dress as blue and black, whereas 30% saw it as white and gold, 10% saw it as blue and brown and 10% could switch between any of the color combinations. Well, first off, the blue and brown people just need to go home. That yeah, wasn't no, no. that wasn't that, an option. That's that's something going on wrong in the in their eyes. So, a, a couple days after McNeil the the person who put it on um, Tumblr and it blew up, um, Roman Originals is the company that makes the website. The website experienced a major surge in traffic and the dress sold out in like 30 minutes and it was crazy. And it became, you know, a famous internet yeah. meme. Still is today because the the science behind it, it's a complete split. So a study carried out by, um, Sh- I'm going to pronounce this, Schlafk, reported that individuals who saw the dress as white and gold showed increased activity in their frontal and parietal per- regions of the brain. These areas are thought to be critical in higher cognition um, activities. Oh, so the smart people know what's going on. You think. But the thing is, the ones who think it's white and gold, if if they're the ones that are smarter, how come they're not seeing it in, in the correct colors? Right. Does that make any sense? So this is, as Wikipedia puts it, such apparently stable, disordant, and bimodal color perceptual distributions within groups of viewers. So obviously many scientists were questioned about this. We're talking about two different things here. Color constancy. I want to show you a little video really quick. So the brain overcompensates certain colors when it's in a certain environment. I'm going to show you this video right here. Okay. Look at that brown right there. Yeah. What does that color look like? That looks like orange. Yeah. Okay. Wait. Uh, what, what color are they really? They're both brown. They're both brown. So what does that tell you? The brain overcompensates for the shadows. And, and automatically makes the lower orange one lighter because it's in a darker environment, whereas the top one, it's it's darker because it's in a lighter environment. It's all relative. It's all relative to what's it's around. But it's interesting because they're side by side, light, shadow, and it's right there, but the colors are exactly the same. It's really weird. So now we're talking about chromatic adaptation. It's the human visual system's ability to adjust to changes in illumination in order to preserve the appearance of object colors. So there's two different ways to look at the dress. This is why it's so split. One, people could perceive the dress in a skylight setting where there's a lot of blue and white light coming into the frame, whereas other people on the other end can see it as an inside image where people have that yellow light coming from their inside light sources. So it depends on the way you look at it. So I did the little test where I looked at it. I was like, okay, I'm going to really focus. I'm going to think that the dress is outside and I'm going to look at it and see what color. And it did shift the colors a little bit for me closer to white and gold, but I really, I can see the white in the blue, but I can't turn the black into gold. I just can't turn the black into gold. I can't do that. Some people can, like I said, 10% or was it 10%? That could switch, or no, 10% saw it as blue and brown. Wrong. 
Oh wait, no, okay, another 10% could switch between any of the color combinations. So that's that's interesting that you can you can switch it. I don't know if you can. You see it just as No, I can only blue, right? I can only see it as uh, black and blue. So that's because we picture the image being in, in an indoor setting, which is true. The yeah. picture was taken inside, it's actually black and blue. So that's that's the correct form that the eye should see it in. But it's interesting that people can look at it the other way. It's completely that chromatic adaptation. People are overcompensating or undercompensating. So there's another situation that might lead people to believe that the dress isn't the color that it actually is. And we're looking at the actual visual illusion of it. So like, I don't know, when you see this image, what do you see? I see a bunny. You see a bunny? Yeah. What do, you, what do you see now? I, I, I see a it. duck. There's a duck. It's yeah. the duck bunny. We can put it up here. Yeah, it's only because I saw it in class recently that I, I was able to like immediately jump on that. It's immediately but. how you look at things. So I, a lot of people say the grainy image doesn't help the situation. It's kind of on an angle. It has stripes alluding to a, an illusion yeah. for people. That doesn't necessarily prove it because it's that chromatic adaptation that really shows the color deviancy in, in different people's perceptions. But it, that definitely helps um, people see two different kind of polar takes on the same dress. And like I said, at the wedding, the actual wedding, it, people were still confused on the colors of it. It's not, it's not an amount of being colorblind. It's an amount of your brain working hard to see colors. Yeah. I so we've talked about light before on these episodes and how your brain is, it's light, ref, it's color reflected off things, you know, it's, however much light is in a room, it's how much is, is received into your eyes. It's kind of how color reflects on, on the fabrics. The fabric also happens to be shiny oh, in some places. Yeah. That doesn't help at all. So it's the perfect example. Scientists are still baffled exactly why it's such a perfect example. This image, this kind of grainy image, you know? Yeah. Why, why is it, that so splitting to the community? But there's a lot of things, I mean, recently I feel like it's almost a game to see who can get something to all of a sudden make people disagree. Like recently, the Laura and Yanni yeah. debate, uh, yeah. that Laura immediately Yanny. reminded me of the dress. And I can imagine that people people's Very perception similar. is all different. I mean, we're all human, but we all think differently. It's funny that it's so split, kind of 50-50 almost. Yeah. Because, I mean, some people see other colors, so there has to be like in-between perceptions, which is like that that black and brown, you know? Yeah. They just want to be different. They just want to be different. Yeah. They're trying. But so humans are all kind of made up the same way. We all have two eyes. We all have a nose and everything, and, and they kind of work the same way. But no one sees things the same way. That's either mentally or actually chemically perceived. There's nothing we can do about it. Nothing we can do about it. One but thing's for certain, you can we can all taste hot sauce. We can all unless if you're taste a, Unless you're a bird. Yeah, unless you're a weirdo. <laughs> or a weirdo. <laughs> or you had it burned off. Yeah, what well, if you just can't taste? But, I don't know. Who knows? So, yeah. Thank you so much for listening to this episode or viewing this or episode viewing, yeah. of Two Top. I hope you guys liked it. I hope you learned well, a thing or, or two. two. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, we'll see you guys next time. Go get some hot wings. Go get spicy. Go stare at some dresses until you pick the color. But that's what we have for this week, guys. And we'll see you guys next time for another Two Topics. This was Two Top, the independently created and run podcast created by Thomas Lance and Matt Berg and produced by Thomas Lance. Two Top is currently a non-funded project recorded weekly. For general inquiries or feedback, contact us at twotoppodcast at gmail.com. Thanks and join us next week for another Two Topics.